Welcome to Yippie Kaye Mother Classic. I'm Ralph Quattrici. <coughs> I'm Sean Paul Murphy. I'm Deborah Murphy. I'm, I'm John. I'm John Quattrici. And I'm Chris Coker. Okay, John. Let's just get what's what's the matter, John? You all right? I'm I'm fine. It's just that uh, something was announced today, and I didn't know what it affect me the way it is and i apologize for the glasses but my eyes are really puffy right now and look, i want to ivermectin, ivermectin doesn't really work that one that announcement which one you know you can make jokes all you want ralph okay okay but this is serious so okay. let's just get on with the sh- show okay, john can we just get this over with what's going I on i need tom 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 brady re- tom brady retired today right. yeah. and uh, in his farewell speech, he didn't mention anybody in New England. Nobody. Think of all those uh, season tickets you had. <laughs> maybe, maybe, John, what Patriots are going to hire him for one day. Right. So that he can retire. He's going to retire with the Patriots. From, from your mouth to God's ears, Sean. That's all I can <laughs> say. Because God is definitely a Patriots fan, right, Debbie? I'll be, I'll be there. No. Blair, Blair, so beautiful. Blair, everybody waving the glare. Me, <laughs> waving the glare. See Tom Brady, my signature, my autographed card. And as my son-in-law said, he is most excellent. Yeah. And he All tackled. Right. Okay, okay. Right. and it's Ralph good. brought up that he smelled really good too. So I like Tom that. Brady. And he levitated. Retired. I hope. I just hope the kid does well after retirement. That's all. I hope he's going to be all right. I hope he find. Know. I hope he finds something to do. Yeah, me too. All right. Let's. Uh, before we get. Before we get to our sports film today that Debbie has brought, uh, you just want, okay. Can I give your address so everybody knows where you Signed live? by the 2004 teams. Nice. Who won the Super oh. Bowl. That's terrific. I was going to wear it, but the headphones will get in the way. Yeah. Okay. All, All right. right. Well, other than I'm- any football that might have happened this weekend, uh, let's do a round of what you watch or what you want to talk about. Let's start with John. Let's get you out of the way so you can cry in the corner by yourself. Okay. <clears throat> After our fantastic football show, another great two games on Sunday that ended disastrously for two teams. I mean, just awful, but I'm not going to talk about that. What I watched for the first time, I finally watched 1959's Rio Bravo with John Wayne, Dean Martin, Ricky Nelson, directed by Howard Hawks. I'd never seen it before, and it was Howard Hawks' answer to High Noon. Um and it was his way to say, because John Wayne and him felt like a sheriff would never go to the town for help. He would never put the town in a position of, of maybe getting killed, which is what happened in High Noon. So it was the complete opposite of that. And I have to tell you, I uh, I read a lot about it and everyone really liked it. I, I really, really liked it a lot. It was funny. Uh, Dean Martin played a, a convincing alcoholic. Uh, Walter Brennan was in it, too. Uh, just a really and John Wayne wait was. Minute, wait was, a minute. Wait a minute. Right. Dean Martin That's played a convincing alcoholic. Yeah, but no, I mean, like a serious okay. gunfighter who's not an the alcoholic. fun-loving alcoholic. No, he no. and it was time. he was oh, really okay. good. He, he okay. his performance was really really That's good. Make sure but it's a good straight. movie if you've never seen it. And I know they remade it a couple of different times, including with John Wayne. Rio uh, Lobo, yeah, Rio Lobo. But this was uh, I, I and Angie Dickinson too, who by the way was just gorgeous. I mean, wow, just gorgeous. Uh, a little creepy with 
with uh, him, her and John Wayne. That was a little creepy. I got to be honest, because I think he was twice her age. Um, but welcome to Hollywood. Yeah, well, exactly. Look at yeah, yeah. Your point, but it was good. If you haven't seen it, I would I would recommend it. It was it was I really enjoyed it. Excellent. Rio Bravo. Sean and Debbie. What about you guys? We watched that football game. The Chiefs. The Chiefs, yeah. and we couldn't believe our eyes. We couldn't believe it. Patrick yeah, Mahomes like looked Mahomes. like a different he guy. Time and he just fell, fell apart. apart. Yeah. Last, last couple minutes. Yeah, he looked he looked rattled, didn't he? He really yes. looked rattled. You know, but you know what? Uh, as much as uh, you know, I'm glad that Eric was on our podcast, and you know, I would like to have seen them win. I'm pretty happy for Cincinnati. That's got to be great for that for yeah. that city. Somebody and, and well, Eric, Eric's Eric was worried about the game. He said, "You know, Cincinnati, it's Cincinnati good. beat them week 17." You know, same so. way too. Boy, I did not see amount. that. I, I thought the Chiefs were going to roll them. In fact, that after that momentum first, they had going into that game. Not man. only that, but the first half, it was like a video game. They were marching yeah, the field every time. Down. Yeah, it was crazy. Well, so it started with that last up. play in the second half. I keep that, saying that was that, the turnaround that when was they the couldn't turnaround. score five and yards. You got to give kudos to Joe Burrows too, who just oh you know, no, he's a that, that guy's a stud and he's going to be yeah. great. But you don't expect you don't expect Mahomes to do the things that he did. That was a little that was because he doesn't do that. You, yeah, you expect Andy Reid. Yeah. You expect Andy Reid to blow a few things and yeah. screw up some time and things like that. Well, they should have kicked the field goal right before half. Not it's go for Andy Reid. So I mean, yeah, you know, what the hell with that? That's Andy Reid. Andy Reid had some trouble in Philly. The same thing. So yeah. I tell you yeah. what, that's the same thing they were doing with the Ravens. Of those last four losses, two of them were self-imposed. Right. We could have. We could have still been, you know, self-inflicted, you self-inflicted, know. self-imposed. Right. Yeah. And by we, you mean the Ravens or we? I yeah, don't get it. The Ravens. Oh, oh okay. by going for the two points. Right. right. But that's just hubris on, on it by not there. kicking yeah. and then losing by two points. That's Harbaugh going. We can do anything we want. Well, that's, and that's oops. what Reed thought. Reed thought they're except not going to, they're not going right. to keep us from scoring. We scored three, three possessions, three scores. We'll score from five yards yeah. out. And but, good, you know, good for Cincinnati. Cause I tell you, the guy I feel bad for is the guy that had the interception in his hand. Oh, San, yeah. San Francisco and dropped. Yes. It. Yeah. That guy's never, ever going to forget that one. Wow. Yeah. Jimmy G sucks, huh? A little bit. Whoa. Kind of choked it out. He was awful. But I feel bad for that guy. Yeah. That, but, that was the game. He catches I don't know if you remember ball. 2008, John, who missed the interception? And then led to the hat catch. Uh, it was uh, Samuel. It was Samuel's right through his Asante hands. Asante Samuel. Right through his right hands. Between his, right between his hands. Would have ended the game right there. That's right. And we were no, there I watching it. I just noticed something. You're wearing my red hat. Uh, who, me? Yeah. <laughs> no, he's got black. I, I have a hat on because, A, it's freezing cold. B, in honor of the film, I wanted to put a little, you know, snow thing, a little little hat on. That's a all. snow thing. Yeah. A little snow thing. It's I'm celebrating outside. the Jamaican portion. Not I yet. like that, man. Jamaica looked very warm. All right, Chris, what did you watch this week, or what do you want to talk about? Uh, yeah, no, I'm actually watching it really, and I want to tell everybody on this particular podcast, because I think you'd all dig it. It's a Netflix show. Uh, it's um, just came out. It's called um, Archive 81. I was going to talk about that one, but go ahead. Okay. Uh, yeah, it basically, it's about a guy who works um, at the – Museum of the Moving Image in New York. And what he does is he restores videotape, like damaged videotapes. Wow. And so pretty standard, you know, shadowy rich guy comes to him and says, hey, I'm going to pay you $100,000 to restore these tapes um, of a woman who back in, in the mid 90s was making like a documentary about this 
uh, apartment building in New York that burned down. So he has, but he has to go to this like secluded in the middle of nowhere um, place and stay there by himself while he uh, restores these videotapes and takes notes and does all this stuff. Yeah, it's it's a, it's, um, it's a uh, old eight millimeter videotapes that got caught in the fire. Yeah, and so the 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 basic idea is so this guy goes out there. Um, and and strangeness ensues. Let's just put it that way. I don't want to give this is a movie or a series. No, it's a series. series. Uh, Eight episodes. Okay, I, not I, done I, with I, it yet. I've seen the first three or mm-hmm. four. Okay, it's sort of a Rosemary's Baby thing going. There's something going on in the build. Okay, kind yeah, of. There's a weird baby, thing happening. Right? The only listen. I, I started watching put it. Put that on. I I, I think it's gonna. I, I think it's gonna be a disappointing series ultimately, but. The equipment porn that goes on in this film is amazing. Mm-hmm. The equipment, the, the stuff that he's pulling out now. This guy's restoring video glory with that stuff. Editing. This guy's restoring videotapes. There's no way in hell he could be playing these videotapes as clear. I, you get videotapes that haven't been put in a fire. You stick in them in a machine, and the tapes are breaking. You, there's no way. But all of a sudden, they're pulling out. They go into these shops and they're pulling out PXL. These all these cameras and stuff that I just would go crazy for. Who's so, in it? Anybody famous in it? That we I would don't know? know any of the actors. Actually, the only the only actor I was familiar with at all is the uh, shadowy rich guy Martin Donovan. Yes, who's um, a character actor. I've known him from some independent movies from the uh, late eighties and early nineties. From Hal Hart, uh, Hal Hartley, if any of you know his work. Yeah. Um, Truth. He also, he was a DEA agent in Weeds, right? That falls in love yeah. with the woman who is in Weeds. He was the um, the one thing that I kind of one of the bigger things he was in was. Um, that movie with Al Pacino, Insomnia. Yes. Yeah. He is where his partner. Yeah, he's his partner where Pacino goes to like um, Alaska when it's, you know, yeah. light for 22 hours. Shoots him. Yeah, it's a remake yeah. of a Swedish film. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, that was directed um, by um, Inception guy. What's his name? Nolan, Christopher Nolan. Chris Nolan. Yeah. yeah. But I will say this, uh, Ralph, I am seven episodes in. So I've only got the is it finale worth, left. You to got go. two, oh, there's eight or nine. I think there's nine or eight. Eight. It's eight. I think okay. it's eight. Because it, I um, read something where people aren't too happy about the ending. And I'm a little bit. I mean, I'm well, in and out. I'm drifting in and out of this one because I'm. Yeah. I, but but there's so much beautiful equipment, analog sure. equipment in this thing. It's oh just amazing. <laughs> How is the movie? I don't know, but the equipment is yeah, awesome. It's just, well, it's, you know, it's <laughs> hey, a trope. It's the same trope where someone's carrying a camera around through the whole thing, right? Yeah. The battery never dies. The shot's always perfect. No matter where she, she's not even using a tripod. She's just shoving it on books and she's getting perfect shots. I mean, it's that kind of stuff. And, and to watch thought. this guy, to watch this guy restore tape by just taking his white gloves and alcohol and just spreading it like this and, it all plays perfectly, Come on. <laughs> but it's glorious. Stuff. Archive 81, it's called. Archive 81 on Netflix. Yes. Right? Oh, by Netflix. the way, that does remind me of a documentary I watched, if I could throw in, because this was some great equipment porn, too. Um, it was called Sound City, about the audio recording studio in Los Angeles, where Fleetwood Mac recorded Rumors, Nirvana recorded their big album. Dave Grohl um, produced and directed the um film because that's where they did and they had this amazing board there the nev board which is why everyone went there because it was like a horrible facility that shouldn't have sounded as good but there were this guy nev as an englishman made a few sound boards and they gave like the best sound ever particularly on literally the mixing board made the sound so perfect and yeah the mixing board they were it's like a miracle board and um like there was a real there was a guy there was a big play 
a lot of big acts came to Baltimore to record in the late seventies too, because there was a mix, some guy in Baltimore made a mixing board. It was on a boat. He had a little studio on a boat down in the harbor and then eventually sank. But a lot of national bands came here to record because of that board. But it's an, but it's an amazing thing. It's about equipment. And Ralph, I know you and I, you've been in a lot of recordings. I'm sure you've been in a lot of sound recording studios. And what this documentary showed is like audio when it was analog yeah. and mm-hmm. you needed the rooms, you needed the equipment yeah. and it's how fun digital to go back came and look along at and sucked everything up. Yeah. And it's then there was to, a slight yeah. renaissance and, and, and now those places are gone. Yeah. And any musician will tell you the, the, the sound is so important. And if you have a good soundboard, it's great. But if you have a bad one, it's, it's an accident. You well, know, any like you, all these docs I'm watching now on music, they're all talking about e, ELO is one in particular. Somewhere had us. No, Boston, Boston. He did everything in his own studio. Him, all, the, yeah. the lead guy in that one, all by himself, was all about yeah. the equipment. Yeah, but that's what this, when you look back but at these. But he was an electrician. You know, he's an electrical. Well, I mean, again, you look back at these and, you know, we were, we were in the business as it transitioned to digital. So we were there 35 years ago when it was all analog. And it is amazing to go back and look at that stuff. And this Archive 81 just, it's so much stuff. It's just great. All right, well, I'll, I'll quickly. I'm yeah, probably going to watch this. Yeah, that sounds right up our. Uh, I'll quickly. The I'll only other thing I watched, and I was surprised I like it, is The Peacemaker on HBO Max, the uh, James Gunn series with uh, John, John Cena. Cena. With John and the Cena. only reason it works, A, it's Gunn's sensibilities, which I kind of like, because it's Guardians of the Galaxy and the Suicide Squad he did. But, but what's his name? Cena just is all in. He's, he's so very go- he's very goofy and he's playing it so straight and so yeah. honestly it and it, it's, it's a hard r yeah it's it's a it's a great it's a great show and i'm it's coming out once a week now so i'm going to wait yeah. for it to finish it the first three were dropped and i watched the first three and loved it but i think it's going to be great and cena's great in it i never expected to like it and i think it's uh it's a really good series yeah it is but, very good Reason we're wearing the hats and the, the Jamaican is uh, Debbie brought a film. Debbie, what film did you bring to Yippie Kaye Classic? It is Cool Runnings. It is uh, with John Candy. Candy. It, it is his um, last film. Well, he had other films before, but he died yeah. six months after this film came out in 1988. Yeah. And no, this came out in 93. 93. The film takes place in 88. Oh, yeah. The film takes place. I'm right. sorry. 88. That's okay. And um, John, uh, I know you John, have a lot of pressure. Turtle a lot Bob of pressure. Director, would you John, say, John? What's his name? How do you pronounce that guy's name? Turtle Tall. Turtle Tall. He's most known for what the uh, the uh, secret, the the national the, treasure, the national treasure, yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. Did he do um, the, uh, the Smithsonian stuff? Where the where the stuff comes alive? Ben Stiller stuff. Is that him? No, no I don't think he's not at the museum. Yeah, um, not at the museum. Okay, go ahead, Deb. I'm sorry. So this uh, movie is about Jamaicans, you know, guys, four guys that um, go to the Olympics. They want to try for the Olympics for uh, the bobsled um, running. And, it's, and they invent their name, Cool Runnings, because, you know, it's It's, it's cool awesome. that they're in the show, right. It is so awesome. If you could do the uh, trailer, that would help. Okay, okay, director. Wow. Oh, All right. yeah, just give us <laughs> some more for you. All right. <laughs> you zigging? You zagging? Oh, cool. <laughs> Always remember, 
Your bones will not break in a bobsled. <laughs> no, no. They shatter. So, who wants in? We're looking for a sponsor for the first Jamaican bobsled team. <laughs> Their dream was to compete in the Olympics. But they chose a sport they knew nothing about. Great. Very good. In a climate they had never been. Cold weather endurance is vital to building a successful sled team. This is the true story of four unlikely athletes. How about I beat your butt right now? How about I draw a line down the middle of your head so it looks like a butt? Who weren't prepared for what they were about to face. It's a beautiful afternoon in Calgary. And there is a lot more coming up. Is this whole thing a big joke? I can't get my helmet on. Oh, thanks, coach. Why don't you put some training wheels on that sled? Leave the Bob setting to the real man. You know you're gonna have to do this on your own one day. Oh, you have no business here, Jamaica. People are always afraid of what's different. Now, 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 now! God! But they found in each other. Do you really expect these Jamaicans to qualify? The courage to give it their all. Not only are they gonna qualify, they're gonna turn some heads doing it. I see pride. I see power. And they took the whole world along for the ride. <laughs> Is to follow your dreams. Follow your dreams. Walt Disney Pictures presents... I am feeling very Olympic today. A story for anyone who dares to stand out in a crowd. I didn't come up here to forget who I am and where I come from. And everyone with the courage... Cool, ready! ...to stand up for their dreams. How will I know if I'm enough? When you cross that finish line... Where did these guys come from? Jamaica! You'll know. Cool Runnings. So what are we going to name this sled? Tallulah. <laughs> Tallulah. What's my mother's name? Tallulah. And we're back. Yeah, we're back. It, you say right. that Hans from Die Hard did the music? <laughs> yeah, Hans Gruber. No, Hans Zimmer did the music, uh, and it was a good score. I like the score, but they didn't play it in the trailer. That was from Hoosiers. That was the music from Hoosiers. Yeah, they all think the Jerry Goldsmith. they make the trailers before the um, they're finished the film. It was all a right. good soundtrack. I so, liked it. So, Debbie, explain why you wanted to bring this film to okay. the table. This film I saw with my daughters, and they, they said, we got to see this movie, Mom. And I said, oh, come on. It's not, it's not going to be any good. And they said, no, it's going to be great. Come on, let's go see it. So we go and see it. We loved it. All that the children. In 1993? Girls, what? In 93. Oh, you're saying yeah, recently? Yeah, when it first came out. Okay. We, I just remember just it was delightful. We were all smiling. We were all happy. It made you feel good. I think this movie is what I would describe it as a Cinderella story complete. These guys, they, they work together, you know, just tremendous uh, you know, odds were against them. Whoever heard of ice in Jamaica, you know, and you, you, we, we go to the islands a lot. Anytime we can, you know, we get there. We've never been to Jamaica, but. We're I afraid can, people will chop our heads off. <laughs> no, it's well, just the fact there that goes we, that sponsorship. Gotten we haven't gotten <laughs> to it, but I definitely want to go to the museum. Now here, here's the thing. This really did happen. These fellows they okay. The two guys, uh, George Fitch and uh, William um, Ma- Mahoney. Mahoney. So they're there as attaches, and 
when they see the carts, they have this like a go-kart, but they push them in their country and they have contests like soapbox here. Mm -hmm. His brother has a soapbox, um, enters his, his thing every, um, spring or so. But, uh, the, that came out weird. Uh, so the, these two guys, they said, Oh, you know, the best thing for you guys to do is have a uh, bobsled. And, um, he, he puts it out there and they say, well, let's, why not try out for it? So the best, best athletes were the sprinters because that sport requires a lot of strength initially to get that I think it's a hundred. How many pounds is it? One hundred and sixty pounds. They not as heavy as me. Not as heavy as a lot of sprinters. Yeah, that would. But up there, the sled is six hundred pounds. Or six hundred pounds. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It was something. And the sled. Okay. Good. That's a a lot of you know. (laughs) That's a lot of speed you got to get to. (laughs) Eighty-five miles an hour. Eighty-five miles an hour they can go, and I haven't been even drinking yet. And I. But um, and this is uh, this is Pepsi right here. Um, so you know, to me, the movie was just a you know like, oh, these guys, you're really rooting for them. And then you have the snobby, you know, Europeans. You, you know, with these guys, and that's always fun when the it's always Germans are the bad guys. Always Love they're it. always I inspired. Yeah. You know, you know, they're just it's just hilarious. And I inspired. Drive here from Zach Zeben Ach Neun Zay. Show off. Okay. That's awesome. so. Um, Anyway. Why don't you go back to Jamaica? Yeah. Go now. Like, wow. Wow. Okay, we'll talk out, about it later, but he was the first They find out who they clock. are, you know. They find out who they are. And furthermore, when they go down to the, um, you know, their last run, they got a good start, better than anybody. Yeah. And then they, the, the ship malfunctions. Well, that's they, according to the movie. In real no, life, it they did just, happen. It did no, happen. No, they have a mechanical crashed. failed. It no, wasn't in, the, in real life. He, he, I watched interviews uh, with the overturned. He overturned. That's what happened. That's okay. I mean, listen, yeah. the story, I mean, was they there. took some creative license 98%. throughout the whole movie. I'll and, say, and the guys yeah, that who originally did it, they were, they commented on that. They said, we like the idea that it was a mechanical failure. Yeah. We like what <laughs> Disney did. <laughs> right. But they're yeah, right. charming. These guys are simply charming, you know, all of them. She the has one, no question. No question. I've been watching interviews of these real people and yeah. uh, Devin Harris does motivational speaking. Yeah, he's now. on Ted talks and yeah, it's same a, jokes, same jokes. He does the same. I look just like Yul Brenner, except I used to have hair or something. I yeah. But uh, so yeah, the deep. film is um, okay. I don't want to talk because I have a few things that I want to talk about. But uh, go ahead, you guys, Chris, John. All right, uh, I'll ju- I'll jump in on cool news because I'm a huge fan of the. I've actually never seen this movie. Um, what? Yeah, I I'd never seen it because. Well, can I ask one? Let me ask one question before. Did you remember 1988, the Jamaican bobsled team? I oh, do. Yes. I remember. I, I don't I remember do. that. Yeah. I don't have any recollection. Okay. Good. Everyone, was, everyone was wearing the teeth. They, they intercut footage from the actual. Yeah, broadcast. I know that was from the, from but, the oh, everyone wearing the shirts. That yeah. was a hot shirt during yeah, Calgary. I didn't realize that, but go ahead. Chris. Yeah. It was. So, so anyway, it, it, it's kind of one of those things where it's like, you know, I, I understand dramatic license and, and the need to, to change things, to make it an interesting story or more interesting story. But, um, you know, I remember the Jamaican bobsled team. Oh, and, a slight little note uh, for the first time in 24 years, uh, they've qualified again and will be in the Beijing Olympics. Yep. Oh, really? Yes. So yep. they're, they're, they're going to be back. But um, 
I, this felt like one of those films where, um, I, I don't know, and I get it, it's a Disney film and everything, but it felt like somebody said, hey, man, you remember, everybody loved the Jamaican bobsled team. It was a very popular thing. Um, the, the fact that they qualified was the real victory uh, because it is true that I read an interview with one of the guys and he was talking about the differences in the film in real life. And he was like, he really had never really seen a bobsled in real life until like September before. And they, they qualified like four months later, which is an amazing thing. Right. Um, but like at the same time, at this, there's something about this movie. And don't get me wrong. I watched it with my children and they both loved it. it took they a little would. while for them to get into it. But they at the end, they were they were over the moon about it. Um, but it almost felt somewhat I, this is going to sound like a weird word, but mercenary to me. It felt like somebody said, hey, remember the Jamaican bobsleds? Everybody loved that. Everybody thought that was fun. Let's oh, you mean let's cash in on it? Yeah, like, mean, let's, let's just cash yeah. in on it. I mean, I watched the film, and there was nothing really, like, you know, annoying or offensive. The the, the people in it are pretty funny, you know. The, the You know, some of the jokes don't land. It's a little bland. And, you know, of course, they have the bad guys who apparently that's completely made up. Apparently, they were right. open, yeah, they were welcomed with open arms, and everybody was super nice to them. Yeah. I do think it is funny how the bad guys are East Germans, too. Yeah, right. I mean, East Germany was still around then. But and was, they all talk yeah. like the Third Reich, too. <laughs> exactly. We got the super thick accent. But it, it was just one of those movies that I, as I was watching it, it just felt like somebody was like, hey, uh, uh, let's get that guy. Be, let's get Turtle Tub because we know he he keeps things in focus. He's going to keep us on budget and under schedule. Keep things in focus. You know what? I, well, you know what I mean. Like <laughs> you mean the movie was a little clunky. <laughs> no, I just mean it was like it just felt like to some extent that you know it it felt like a product more than oh, a what sorry a product, a product. like truly like and I I understand that all film is product in certain commercial, but this felt like a movie where. And the funny thing is, is I, I like I sat and I enjoyed it. It was it was a pleasant little movie. I, I you know, it kind of made me think back to the to the stuff and my kids liked it. So, I mean, it was hitting on all cylinders. But like underneath, I had that little that little feeling of like this was just like something that they stamped out. Do you know what I mean? Like it didn't knock me out. So but at the same time. I, I really enjoyed it, and it really got me fired up for the Beijing Olympics too. Ah. So on the one hand, it's like it kind of served its purpose in that regard. I, I have to say, you know, and that thing. And like I said, my kids really um, took a little while for them to get into it, but by the end, they were cheering and they were super excited, um, and they're they're super excited about the Olympics too. So I mean, that's kind of my take on this one, John. Yeah, I had never seen this movie, so uh, I knew all about it, but I had never seen it. So uh, I didn't know what to expect. I mean, you knew it was Disney, so you know it was going to be fluff, which it was. Uh, obviously, they compressed the time frame because from when he doesn't make the race to their bobsledding, it happens so fast. But having said that, uh, I I thought the the lead characters were were engaging. I thought they were funny. I uh, it was it was a little bittersweet to watch John Candy because you knew he died soon after that. That was kind of tough. But I will tell you, for me, the end. Now they didn't do this. They 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 did literally walk across the finish line after they crashed. They did not carry their sled. Other people carried the sled. But that scene for me, when they got the sled up on the shoulders and they're trudging across, and then all of a sudden the clapping starts. I I, I got a little chill during that scene. I mean, it was one of those things like in Rocky or Hoosiers or movies like that where you just feel good about everybody in it. 
and even the bad guys end up turning around, you know. So I liked it. It was it was a fluff movie, but it was enjoyable. I when it was over, I had a big smile on my face and I wanted to learn more about the the real guys. So I started going on YouTube and looking at interviews and stuff, and I found that really really interesting. And and you can only imagine what the people of Jamaica must have felt about that little team, <laughs> you know, even not completely embarrassing themselves in the bobsled race, you know, that how much pride they must have had about it. And frankly, they 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 now have bobsled teams that they try to get in every year. So it's not like this thing back then. It was no one had ever heard of it. Uh, so I, I enjoyed it. I, I, I really did. It was and uh, Debbie, you didn't I don't know if you heard me or not, but I had never seen this movie before. Oh, and, wow. uh, yeah, but I, I really enjoyed it. Like I said, the guys were all so likable. And now, look, I'm not going to, you know, and you know me, but it was a little stereotypical. Some of the stuff that they were uh, doing, they, okay. it was. Okay. Uh, I don't but, think any of those four actors are Jamaican, are they? They're not. But that didn't even bother well, me because of course it was it does. just, I mean, was just kind of goofy. Sean, what? And that's what I liked about it. And it had a, it had a really nice that? ending to it. Well, you like. got it that. Originally, they wanted Denzel Washington. Yeah, and Eddie Murphy. And Eddie Murphy. Yeah. And I tell you what, (laughs) I don't think the movie would have been as good with the the bigger names in it. No. And I think you're probably right because you would have just, well, but remember, Eddie Murphy back then wasn't wasn't quite as big as he is, as he ended up. Uh, So, but you're right because you would have said, well, that's Eddie Murphy, that's Denzel Washington, as opposed to these guys who at that point really hadn't done an awful lot. I, and, um, yeah. Also, you know how every every movie I say, well, I saw this one in the theater. I did not see this movie in the theater. Yeah, this was know. literally the first time I had seen this movie as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. And, oh, wow. um, oh, well, so uh, so four of us. I had never time. seen this film. Yeah. Well, so Debbie picked one that none of us had seen. Yeah. And I, you know, I know Ralph has a lot of opinions on it, but let me just say, um, I think I'm very similar to. Um, John and Chris. I mean, obviously, it was a commercial cash. Hit. Well, but the, I, I just can say I give so. my opinion first, baby. Oh, sure. Okay. All right. Is. Conflict oh, is good for the show. Okay. Can you guys Conflict take that is to good another for the room show, if you you're going to do that? Come on. Come on. Let's go. So, but um, I thought the performers were engaging. I had a really 90s feel during, like, flashback during the entire film. You know, part of it was due to the score, which was very much, you got a good score, but very much at a period. The, sh- the shooting was very much at a period. In and focus. John Turtletaub. Well, you know, now, okay, so much. explain. I don't, what, I, what do you mean the shooting was of the period? I don't know what that means. It, it just looked like films shot at that time. Yeah, very straight. It was very, very straight. Well very lit. well lit. I well mean, lit. by well lit, I mean not already in any flat. way. By just flat. Time. Very flat yeah. lighting. And if you look at 90s films, I think you'll see that especially they films. tend to be brighter than yeah. the films of the um, 70s and in the 80s. Well, Did you think the bobsled stuff was shot well? Yeah, I mean, there was, some of it was live footage. Yeah, yeah, know? but some but, of it was, I mean, you felt like you was, were in that It sled. was an upbeat film. I really enjoyed watching it. You know, in a sense, it didn't have the stakes of a film like you mentioned Rocky. In Rocky, you know, here's a guy... He has a very, you know, he doesn't, isn't he is actually kind of depressed. He's lonely. He's working for a gangster. And, you know, if, you know, 
his life is going down the drain if he doesn't win. Well, there was gravitas to Rocky. There was no gravitas to this movie. Yeah, that's what I mean. But in yeah. this film, it's sort of like well, what if they fail, they're still going to be living okay. You know what How I mean? How about when they're bobsleds going down the track and their heads are on the corner? I well, mean, that was that last crash. I mean, that was that was right. well photographed. Yeah, but that's I mean, the whole really Rocky movie. Crazy. Same thing with Hoosiers. No, it's just on I mean, a different level. That was a lot of stakes. Yeah, it's stakes. But had they failed at this and not been hurt, their lives are not going to be ruined. You know what I mean? If they, you know, if they lost, they would still go back. Psycho coffee would still be enjoying themselves. Yeah, they're simple. Yeah, and I think that's part of the look. What John well, said is what what? Okay, I had never seen this film, and. We're a film. We talk about films, and we haven't even talked about the idiocy of John Candy as the coach having the, you know, he gets thrown off a team for cheating, putting weights or something. Something that came up towards the end. Yeah, weights. He he walked through this film. Okay, let's just say it. Now, whether he was not feeling well or whatever. Well, I mean, yeah, I think he was having health issues. Well, okay, but but I'm saying his character. That and and what I was fascinated by was the story after the story. So when I researched like John did, I went and started researching what happened. That is a better story than this movie. This movie was way too playful about Jamaica. It was all Jamaica, Jamaica, Jamaica. The guys are, they're very positive about everything. And even one guy even turns, I think Candy even turns to him and goes, are you guys always this, you never give up? He actually says, you guys never give up? And that's the main Leon guy sprinter going, no, I just want to keep doing this. He just lost the, uh, the guy wouldn't finance him or something. So they were playing a little too loose with just how feel goody it was to be Jamaican and all that. Well, the one and, guy and it's clunky. The movie is clunky. The, the trailer is well edited. Okay, the movie is not well edited. They let things hang. Jokes are hang. It's you know. Let's talk about it as a film. Now it's a feel good film. There's no question. At the end of it, you're rooting for those guys, especially after the crash and you see what happens and the walk to the the finish line and the the '90s trope of the the slow clap. You know, even even John Candy's ex-partner finally gives in to the slow clap. I mean, it's just come on. But it is engaging. And it did make me want to see the story on these guys. And that's when I bumped into the guy who does the TED Talk, one of the original three that went on and was in the bobsled on the bobsled team. But as a, but you I mean, did just find yourself a, smiling throughout the movie. I'm saying right? it's, yeah. it's a I weird mean, it's a yeah. weird feeling. It's clunky as hell. And, you know, it's a cash grab. And those guys are trying hard to beat Jamaican. And I just think they just piled. I mean, they had to because that's the whole point of the film. Jamaicans in a bobsled with ice. Are you kidding me? What the hell? This is crazy. It is crazy. That's the whole idea. It's a human, you know, achievement. What but is they, it a good what, film? Yes, it's a great film because both, both. Okay. it shows. And I'm just telling you how I felt about that film. I understand. So, that's that's so the many point. Times we, we've gone to the islands, you know, we watched and and I don't know about you guys if you've been on vacation very much. We've been on a lot of vacations. Oh to yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. When now I was the first working. You go. You first. You get to the island, right? Yeah. And you go. Oh, this is so nice, just to relax on the island. You and then you, you, you get do, that. Accent? Debbie, do you do that voice when you get on the island? Is that what <laughs> yeah. you do? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I just want to make so sure. Nice <laughs> to be on the yeah, island. Oh, oh man, it's so nice to be here, man. Take from it all. You know what I mean? So you're there. The first day, you go, this is super fine. This is so great. The second day, you go, yeah, this is this is great. This is really nice. And the third day, you're there on the island. You're on the beach. And you go, 
mm, this is really nice, but I think I'm going to get off this island. It's too hot. What's the deal? You know, it's like the idea. Your every day is the same. It's beautiful. Right. You know, too much of a good thing. Now, these islanders. Well, what about me, baby? I, I see say, you every day so, and you're beautiful. So, so these islanders, oh, they're there every nice day. They have shot. in a beautiful place every single day. And you imagine what it's they're like. Kinda, but they're kind of poor. They're, they're the poor. Like there's very only one- much so, but they're rich because they live in, on an island and they're very happy. You know, they're very happy because they okay. have the sun, the moon, the, the ocean, the sand. You know, we have um, all that. I'm going to. I'm going to throw in here. I mentioned this a few weeks back. There's a movie called The Harder They Come. Um, That's what inspired her, I think. <laughs> and anyway, it's the first film that was like shot in Jamaica with Jamaicans. And um, all right. In some ways, this film starring Jimmy Cliff. And it was in some ways that film was not well received by Jamaicans in other countries because it shows the other side of Jamaica. It shows people literally picking through dumps to find food. Right. It shows most of it takes place in shanty towns. Uh, there's only a couple of, you know, um, scenes in the beautiful parts of Jamaica. There's almost no beach scenes. I mean, there are a few, um, but it, it does kind of show that. And, and it's funny because when that, that film showed in other places, like in England, right? The Jamaican population didn't like it because they felt it showed an ugly side of Jamaica and they didn't want that to be shown. Um, and while Jamaica is is gorgeous, and I'm sure, I, I mean, I've known, I used to work with a couple of Jamaicans um, back in, in my blockbuster days, and they were great. And, um, and you know, but, and they were just really great guys. And that the stereotype about being hardworking, 100% true. Those are the hardest working guys I had. Um, but the, the, the idea that, you know, that, and they, it is, it is a beautiful place, but at the same time, there is a lot of, uh, you know, poverty there. Yeah. And I think that's yeah. one of the things that this movie does just kind of gloss over. And I, and it almost seems like, you know, it would have been a more interesting look if they would have said, Hey, this is really, cause you know, the guys actually weren't even sprinters. They were like from the army. They were the, the, the guys who drove the bobsled and were in the, they were actually, um, they were in the Jamaican army. I believe. Right. Yeah. So that's yeah. one of the things I read. So I think it might've been a little bit more engaging because it is, it's like, you know, you get to the end there and it is amazing. Like they, they qualify and then they just, they literally, I remember this because I watched it. They just went for it on that yeah. last run. They, they had had a great run and they were like an eighth. I think that is an accurate statement. So they were really out of the medals, but there was a super slim chance they could have gotten the bronze. So they went for it and they crashed. And, you know, you got to respect that, you know, um, and it is exciting and it does, you know, it is, you know, it, it does what sports movies do. It kind of makes us excited and, you know, fills us with emotion and stuff. But, um, Listen, but at the same time, I only I hung with like it. the, uh, I only hung with it because Jamaica was a little much. Right. But. Well, I, I hung with it because we had to watch it. And, oh. and Debbie, I, fe- I felt like I had to watch it. Well, you listen, listen, it. It, it, was I not you uplifted at the end? Yes, I was. But I, I'm telling you, the acting and the direction and just the overall clunkiness of the film is just it's come on. It's ridiculous. Now, does it have a feel good message? Yes, it does. And I can put all that aside and go, I got a little choked up at the end when you see how hard they crashed and the way they carried themselves across the finish line and what they had to go through to get there. But again, I'd much rather see a documentary about that than watch a film like this. That's just my. I think we need to have a a documentary about this film and about the team. Not about the film, about the the team team is going to be a female um, going to the Olympics. 
the bobsled um, team being all females. And I think that is going to be great. What, in Beijing? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. They're going to have, um, we should have a movie about that coming out soon. Soon. Cooler Runnings. Oh, (laughs) Or really cool running. Cool running is. Yeah. Well, imagine this film. If You see, they could have gone two ways with this movie. They could have gone the way they did. And this film was a monster hit. This was yeah. the live action hit Disney. And yeah, that. it was. And, um, oh, but imagine it directed by Scorsese with like a Robert Town script. It would have still had that inspirational thing, but it would have had the gravitas. You know, I mean, but they chose. This is the film they chose to make. And and John Candy's uh, performance, you say, is flat. I think it's perfectly fits him as uh, the coach. Perfect. He's could, a well, that's a fictionalized. Sort of, that's a fictionalized right. person. Number one. Yes, yeah. I know. But and then they have to build in this whole backstory about him, of you, you know, know losing and I his. Think that, I think that is like really awesome that he's a loser. You're easily manipulated then. But uh, <laughs> in real, in, in John, real John, John is a real writer. You can put so weights in the might be right. So that's not a real thing that he got kicked out for. Well, ultimately, yeah. no. Is that you can put no, weights in there? Put, you can put weights in the sled. In fact, they do that. See, so even well, that was a, yeah. you know. But, right. it's, but, but that's because the main... there's a maximum weight that the sled's allowed to have. I don't know. I didn't see that. Yeah, but, no, yeah. because it used to be that they just got four really, really big fat guys to go down because there is a maximum weight that a bobsled can yeah. have. And that includes people, sled, everything. No. So you're right. They probably do put weights to get right to that 600 kilograms or whatever it is. Yeah, a little dramatic license. Well, and John well. Candy in the picture standing next to his sprinter friend was a lot thinner than he was. Even the guy says, geez, you've, what happened to you? His, his well, tell us about what you learned about John Candy then, uh, Ralph. What, what do you mean what I learned? What do you mean what I learned? You said you did a deep dive into John Candy. No, no, no. no into the real team. No, oh, I, real- I dove into the real team. I don't have to do a deep dive into Candy, but. Uh, oh, this, I'll, I'll dive I can't in. believe this was their biggest, their live action hit. Yeah. Was this one of the first ones they'd ever. No, they've done it. No, it wasn't of- one of the first, but it was their biggest live action at the time. Bigger than the computer wore tennis shoes. Kurt Russell. Russell. Yeah. Kurt Russell. Athlete, Kurt Russell. I can't. Well, I mean, listen, it's a feel good. It's fun. There's no question. And if it's a Disney movie. Yeah. I I mean, I couldn't get it for what it is. And I like the uh, stuff he's done lately. The, uh, you know, the stuff with Nicolas Cage. That's the same guy, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And I meant to bring this up last week when we had um, the Oliver Stone film. But the contrast between these two films, um, it's like everything you see now is shot well. Everything sounds, well, I think the sound mix are horrible. Dialogue's down usually. But everything looks good now. But what you're not seeing in any film I see is what Oliver Stone brought to um, any given Sunday, which is personal style. I mean, I enjoy... Turtle Tobs films, this one, Phenomenon, you know, a lot of these other films, National, you know, National Treasure and all, but none of them have a style. You know, it's just a collection of shots. It's not like he's Scorsese or he's even Spielberg. You don't look at a film and say, ah, Turtle Top. You know what I mean? No. It's just, he's like a solid journeyman filmmaker. And even like the good stuff you see on like Netflix and streaming, it's all just 
solid, uninspiring like filmmaker. Like Chris said, they know the camera's in focus. They can point it in the right place, and the actors do what they yeah, have. Yeah, but I think that's symptomatic of everything now. Uh, well. You know, I mean, when when is something, did you see something on Netflix that that really challenged you as not a David, David story, Fincher's mind, mind but with hunter. filmmaking. David Fincher, mind hunter. But that's, I mean, that's picking. Well, Fincher's it. Fincher is like one of the rare people that I does. Know, I know. I know what you. I know what you're saying. I mean, and this, like ninety nine percent of the stuff, even the superhero stuff, doesn't have that flair because none of it's real. You know, it's all. Well, it's you. You recognize a Zack Snyder superhero film, right? Stupidity, right? Oh, yeah. Whatever. He's got his style. I think he. I think the director in this one took the Jamaican approach, which is, hey man, it's very relaxed. Mm-hmm. Eh, the script's a little funky. John Candy's character has weird motivations. We barely see them. He's barely in the training stuff. But I'm saying all this. Montage, that was I'm, very 80s. Well, right? I think we're missing the whole point of the movie. I don't think I'm missing the point of the movie, but go ahead. Tell me what I missed. Well, I think you are because the whole point of the movie, it's like these islanders, you know, they have nothing there. They're, they have the island there. That's their wealth. Right. They have tourism, right? But what they do is like give, they give boat rides, and they this this film shows them being men. You know, the group of them being men together. They're almost like I I saw it, and I said this is like the Beatles, the four of them. You know, each one having their component, but actually getting that thing to go down that hill and dangerous eighty five miles an hour. What they did, I mean, this is like. This is almost like a, a, an astronaut, astronaut going into space for these guys that are living in an, you know, 95 degree weather. And now they're 40, 20 degrees below and they're in, they're out of their. It's fish out. out well, listen, fish out of water. Underdog. Trope. Just check them all off. Okay. You got the underdog. That story. scene was funny though when they came to the airport and. Yeah. He walks out the door right. and, and they're, they're all standing by. Right. That was funny. No, I'm, I'm, there's, there's some. Light moments in here that are funny. I just couldn't. Well, not I just, just funny, but the way these men, these men who like went against their, you know, what their their environment, and they moved into a whole different world. Are you denying their manhood, Ralph? I am not denying their manhood. And I did like that. I each did, one of them had their moments. Yeah, they, right? they, uh, you know what I mean. They, listen, like, what they did became a man. What they did to careen down that thing at 85, 90 miles an hour is an amazing thing. I want to know more about it. I don't want any more of this film. Okay. And I want to know from so this good. Film, the movie inspired, the movie you inspired to go, me to go yeah. look at other things. So I'm glad I saw it for that purpose. But if you get, if, if I have to look at it from a technical standpoint, it's clunky as hell. It makes no sense. The, the, the but a movie like this. Okay. Even the scene. Okay, they do this whole montage. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. They do this whole montage of executives laughing at them. When they're asking for money, right? right. Everybody's laughing. <laughs> they're all in the same set. It's the same set. They're stuck between these two. Pillars. No, there was different paperwork. That's the right. They just changed the dressers <laughs> behind them and the paperwork. Yeah. They're all, paperwork. So they shot that in one day. This guy goes, you know what? <laughs> Jamaica, come on. Let's just shoot this on one set. That's what I would do to save a ton of money on a shoot. I go, remember, John, we do. We used to do our show. We just turn the camera to go to an, oh, a different wall. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. know, yeah. they didn't even turn the camera. They just pointed. They Brought a dresser in, new paperwork on the table, and well, come you on. should have been on that film. And I can't, I just can't get past the clunky wow, writing I, I just, about you know a movie like this. You just shut it off, you enjoy it, you laugh, and <laughs> but yeah. we're watching this to be critical. The, the whole point of this thing 
is to also look at well, it as a film. Well, this brings an important point up. It's like a fi- there are different kinds of film, and this is you can't argue. What is it? So where do you so- the success of the film or the joy the film has brought people? But this is you know this is what we'd call me and my friends the difference between a movie and a film. Okay. This is a good, stupid movie. Sure. Yeah, 100%. No, I don't think I'm, that's an insult to me calling it a stupid movie. No, but I think what he means is like, look, I, I really it, enjoy this. I know. I think a, he nailed it. It's but, not a great I'm, film. What do you say, it's, John? it's a really good, enjoyable film. It's a goofy, with silly, stupid dialogue. <laughs> no, but I mean, it's just it's it's not. Okay. We're not even talking about the four actors who had a fake the Jamaican accent through the whole thing. And like you said, they were going to use Denzel or Eddie Murphy. Can you imagine? <laughs> thought of this stuff the 90s was also heavy cocaine use i think too i think you should i gotta that. believe if they're down in oh, jamaica maybe. they're smoking a lot of weed while they're doing this as well Ganja. and a lot of stuff looked great as they were right oh my god this yeah. is going to be awesome the coach yeah. is going to get thrown off the team and lose this because he put too much weight in it this is going to be awesome i did john know. candy and look how heavy he is and he got fired for putting <laughs> weight in it okay all so. right no, no, debbie debbie it, that's I'm, quite I'm, enough i'm sorry oh we i feel bad um <laughs> good <laughs> hey i'm glad you brought a movie that four of us haven't seen but well, if you want to see uh, listen if you want to see an olympics film a sports film that hits all the right notes it's miracle the hockey about the 1980 team Mm-hmm. With Kurt Russell. Well, one time I went to a um a fight and a and a hockey game broke out. But up bum. Oh, she was waiting for that. I one thought now. you said you weren't drinking. She was waiting for that. <laughs> one. You went out and got some booze. Uh, or have you guys ever seen the documentary, uh, the the film Men with Brooms? What about, about the curling? guys who do uh, curling? No, curling, curling guys? No. No. Le- Leslie Nielsen plays the coach. You should check that. One. That's a good cold Men weather sports film. Men with brooms, yeah. There's a series. dodgeball. I love that. If you get dodge a wrench, Debbie. Here's the thing, Debbie. Here's the thing. I. It's like it is an underdog story. You do root for the guys at the end. There's no question. Yeah. And and you know, (laughs) but the 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 (laughs) up until I was all into it when they're walking to the finish line until the slow clap scene started. Right when the the German was the first one to slow clap, and then it ends with the coach. I know it did. You see, you see the original so, footage and they're yeah. high fiving people. I get yeah, it. They so, walked to the finish line. I understand. So it was a little that. more dramatic. But the I film had to put me. no, but the film had to put a slow clap in because they go, it's the nineties. We got to do a slow clap in this one. So I'm telling you, it's cocaine infused or uh, weed infused. Um, well, and, I suppose you've never smoked it. That's not the point. I've seen Jamaica. I have a lot of it. I haven't ever. I saw electricity in Jamaica yeah, after I smoked any uh, ganja. No, I watched I'm, electricity go up a wall into the I'm ceiling fan life. and it powered a ceiling fan. Ralph Jamaica. will do it if it's free. Right? Yeah, it was, oh, no, that's, it was no, free. That's, it was free. Oh, there you go. See? We can't talk about that because somebody will get in trouble. I, I don't know why. It's legal, what, isn't it? What, the four people who watch you are going to get us in trouble? Come on. Yeah. Speaking of that, speaking of ganja, you should subscribe. <laughs> You should hit the notification button and share it. That's what I think. That's Debbie, what I think. Uh, listen, I'm sorry. I, I I don't mean to tear it up. I really don't. No, because I, I just, you actually I, enjoyed it. I you did. Just... I did. And I did make me want to see more, learn more about these guys, because yeah. it was very impressive to come off an island like that and, and fish out of water for sure. In the short and, time and, frame that they did it, too. 
Which yeah, I just found the movie the to be so clunky, I, I just couldn't get past it. I have a story, a real story to tell you guys. Oh, wait, wait a minute. Let me put on my glasses. This should be good. Is it about sex? No. Okay. So one time, Sean and I were on the beach in uh, uh, the Bahamas. And this lady, she must have been 300 pounds. And she was, and we're just relaxing on the beach, you know, and I was and trying you're to. thinking she'd make a good bobsled. Drive. No. no. Oh. She was got she had her wood her trinkets she was selling and she was oh. making so much noise with them. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, in my head I was going, Oh, she's coming back. I gotta get you know, and I wanted to give her some money and I felt bad. Well, first she was irritating me, you know, and because I was taking a nap. And then I said, Oh, she's this is sad. You know, she doesn't she need just needs to have a little bit of money. She's here on this island. And there's no other tourists but me and Sean. So I said, I got to come up with some money to give her to buy. I have to buy some of this stuff. And I ended up taught, and I was so kind to her because I had these terrible thoughts about it. And that's how I am sometimes. I'm not, not a very nice person. And then I feel guilty and then I atone for myself. But anyway, yeah. she's there and she tells me the story. Yeah, it's <laughs> But leading me to this place where she tells me that her son is a pharmacist. In, in the United Baltimore. States. Mm. And I said, oh, my gosh, that's great. I, I'll go to his, you know, pharmacy and everything. And and she goes, well, he sells drugs. He's a street pharmacist. She in said. the States. And that's, my heart yeah. just broke for her. Oh, you know, she did you have her braid your hair, though, at least? No. Oh, Um she said to she me, she goes, we tried so hard here on the now island. What is the, the point of your story as it relates to this? Um, you need a Chiron that when she I mean, starts with this, you got to put like a Debbie rant. A Debbie rant. We, gotta, we, we should warn her. Yeah. Right. You need so a, hard for these people, these islanders who live on in paradise, you know, and it's really not really. Well, Chris's point, you know, there are beautiful sections it of it. And then you get away from the resort. On area, one hand, you're saying how beautiful they have the sun. They have the moon. They have the, they're so happy. And then you ever see the mighty Quinn, but they have no. to survive, yeah. you know, Good movie. Well, I'll tell you, Michael Washington. Was he playing a Jamaican? He yeah. was. Yeah. He was playing. Uh, no uh, cultural uh, appropriation. there. Everybody's fine with that. I don't really care. I'm just asking. Well, my boss had are a, there no uh, Jamaican actors. I'm what? sure there no. are. Yeah. Okay. Name one. Like Name one. All of them. Jimmy they Cliff. Like they're happy. <laughs> Thank Jimmy. you, Jim. <laughs> My boss had the, a vacation villa that he rented in um, Jamaica. He actually had two of them. But some of the people I know who went to it, it was like a very expensive place. Very well done. You know, they were like investment properties that he also rented. But somebody I went to it said, oh, it was so depressing. The house is so beautiful. It's got this beautiful pool and beautiful grounds. But when you're sitting by the pool, you look down the hill and you see people living in cardboard boxes. Well, that's what I did. I went to a, my company gave me after 10 years, they gave me a a week at a villa in Jamaica. Mm. And it's exactly that. You're in this palatial house and you go 400 yards off that and you're in abject, object poverty. And that's, that's why there's why giant fences around your house. That's right. What's that? That's why you take some $20 and buy some of their stuff. I did. I do that. I mean, because you, know, I mean, you, know, you feel guilty. You, you feel like you have to. Yeah, and, but they're on and, the beach every day bugging you for that stuff. Right. I know that. Yeah, but that's you, where I got my, the, the way to the, the, we had a butler. <laughs> it sounds horrible, but it's true. And he gave me a big giant thing to smoke and whole, oh, Jamaica was wild at that point. 
You know, well, so, but I'll tell long you time what, ago though, long time what, like ago. a carrot. Long time, long time ago. It was. Thick. You know, was, I will say, um, I was in Cancun once, and I was feeling I a love Cancun a bit. And we were on this tour, going to see the ruins and everything. And I was talking and to you the know guy. What I said here when I went to I the ruins. My story yeah, but cut in with the joke. So we went there. And said, this is nothing but ruins. <laughs> Oh my God! I want whatever she's having. I'm sorry. No, but I was talking to the to the tour Don't guy. Hate me. Don't hate me. We'll talk after. Oh boy! No, we'll keep recording though. Go ahead. So, um, no, so I, I talked to the guy who who's who's a native of that area, you know, and I say, um, you know, I feel kind of guilty. He goes, about what? I go, you know, look at us. I mean, we're a bunch of white Americans coming down here, and you're all like waiting on us. He goes, dude, don't even feel that for a second. Yeah. He goes, you know what we did before those hotels came? I said, no. He goes, we did slash and burn agriculture. That's yeah. what I used to do before. Yeah, they the same. <clears throat> He's you, like, you, you go to New Orleans, not the same, but it's the same. It's yeah. like they the, the, the tourism is what keeps everybody working. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and they it's, say, it's don't tip, to see. Don't tip, but you got to tip them, you know? Right. So that makes that's why this movie is so strong and impactful because you realize where they came from and the underdog story behind it, right? Yeah, but they're really not. So I'm, I'm sensing they're like strong men. I'm strong sensing women. strong thumbs up from Ralph. Now. I'm not going to give it a thumbs up, but I'm going, but we'll, we'll talk about that in a second. Let's rate it. Okay. Let's well, do that. First, right now. Chris, do you have any white guilt to throw in? <laughs> um, Tons. Yeah, what? I could, look at yeah, them. No, uh, yeah, sure. I mean, I was like, you know, it is, it is, it is that thing, you know, you, you go, I've been to, I've never actually been to Jamaica, but I've been to the Bahamas and, you know, I've, I've taken uh, cruises and things like that. And there is that element, you know, you do feel like, you know, there, you do feel that sometimes, but at the same time, you, you, you know, you, that's the other part of it. You say, if there was no tourism, that's right. What would be going on? Here? Right. What little they um, have is because of tourism. Right. You know, so, I mean, you, you do feel that to some extent, um, you know, I'm not going to make a, you know, a world proclamation on whether that's a good thing, bad thing, or, or the way that we should try to, you know, advance or change or help. Um, but anyway, but yeah, no, I mean, yeah, you, you can't help. I mean, I, I think you'd be, you know, you can't help but like go there and be, you know, look at this and say, and like you said, Deb, you know, sometimes you, you go, you know what? I would never buy this cigarette ashtray or ashtray. I guess you don't really have to say cigarette ashtray. <laughs> Just, I would never buy this ashtray because I don't smoke and nobody smokes in my house. But I'm going to go ahead and, you know, pay $4 for it because, because you know, I, I feel like I should spread it around a little bit, you know. And yet we'll go to the, we'll negotiate down to the last dollar for whatever rug or whatever you want to take back. I mean, you know. No, you don't. You say, I remember this one little kid. She had turtles. She was selling these little tiny, uh, she's in Mexico. Negotiate for a rug. And she was selling these turtles for a dollar. And I said, That's, no, I'm know, not going to give you a dollar. You go to Cancun, they have those, yeah, you have those places you go in and shop. Right? You buy rugs. But, you know, the thing, rugs, but trinkets, you do, can you cut whatever. this out? Can you edit this out? No, I'm not going to edit it out. You can you get should. rugs in Cancun, I bet. Getting off topic, man. Okay. Yeah, we're way off topic. Um, all right, let's rate this, this okay. film. Uh, uh, John. I'll tell you what, Sanka. I are really you, like are you this dead? movie. Are you dead, dead Sanka? I, li- I, I, I like this movie a lot. It made me smile, and I really liked the ending. Was it a great film? No, but I enjoyed it. I laughed. Uh, uh, I liked the guys that were in it. They were very likable. So I give it a yippee ki Chris, 
I'm going to give it a yippee kind meh mm-hmm. because, um, like I said, I, I think the the movie accomplished what it tried to do. I think it's, you know, obviously it's a Disney family film. They're not going to get into questions about, you know, uh, poverty and things like that. Um, they obviously had to change the story a lot. So it would, uh, you know, to add all this extra stuff like the, the Europeans being nasty and mean to them and things like that to give it some more dramatic emphasis. Um, but at the same time, like I said, I, I try to judge a movie on what it's trying to do. You know, um, I don't judge Die Hard on trying to make me, you know, really feel like, you know, to express some deep element of the human condition. Well, that's I, a husband and wife trying to get back together. I don't understand. I mean, I, I don't know, but I express that. I love Die Hard because it's super well made. It's super thrilling and right. exciting. And it's exactly. funny on top of that. Anyway, my point being is that, so I give it a yippee ki man. Like I said, it felt a little clunky, but. Would your kids kid, give it a yippee ki Oh God, they loved it. Yes. Yeah. How old are your kids, children? Uh, six and nine. There you go. And they've got that kind of taste. Already. There you go. That's yeah. awesome. I say yippee ki meh. I'm leaning towards a, a thumbs down, except the story is so fascinating and yeah. what these people did. You're looking forward to the remake that David Fincher directed. <laughs> I would love yeah. to see a Fincher version yeah. of this. It'd be great. Oh, yeah. Can you imagine that one? Well, so I'm saying Matt, Matt on the filmmaking is just terrible. Okay. The filmmaking, the actors did the best they could for what they had, but the filmmaking's just too clunky. Like I said, the trailers cut better than the film. So I'm Matt. I'll give it a little slight thumbs up because I love the stories that come out of it and the, the research I did. After and you felt fact. good at the end. I did. I did. Yeah. I felt for them. I yeah. felt like that's a, that's a yeah. positive story for those. It's not four people. There were more people involved in the team. They just focused on the four in the film. There were like 15 or 18 people. I don't even think they had a real coach. Like, I don't know what the hell was going on in this, but yeah. So yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Well, I'm going to go. Um, I'm going to go thumbs up. I will say I enjoyed. Yeah, the- I would if I were you. <laughs> it may, yeah, that, I'm going to. I feel I'll be happier if I like. I think you made the right choice, my friend. But well, I don't feel first- the need. Can I? Can I finish? <laughs> 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 he needs to wow, insert another of, joke. A lot of interruptions tonight. <laughs> wow. I don't know. I don't. I never do it to anyone. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, but Please I do. Me. Please forgive me. I was just talking. You cut me off again. <laughs> oh, my God. So, I'm sorry. Continue, Sean. Okay. Can I speak now? Please yes. Do. Please do. Okay. I am happy. I, this is a film I did not strenuously avoid, but I did not see. There must have been something good that came out that week. And um, I should look and see what came out that same week because I, I know I went to the movies because I did. But uh, I'm glad I saw it. I don't feel the need to see it again. Yeah. I can understand. I'm happy I saw it. It's it's an interesting story. Even though practically everything was made up, it was essentially true. Yeah, I will admit I watched it a couple times because I fell asleep a lot watching it the first time. I missed it's the like whole, a, It's an hour and a half I missed movie. The whole, How can you wow, fall listen, asleep? Uh, do I have to say more? I missed oh, the whole bobsled training with the Volkswagen and the freezing the kid in the ice thing and all that. Which they that. were on the actual hill where they actually did it. I know, okay. real. Oh, that's fantastic. Oh. that's fantastic. Yeah, which is pretty cool. I think that's cool. So Okay, go ahead, Debbie. I think uh, we well, know Debbie. I love this film because... Right after I watched it, you know, I got a new job. I, I retired two years ago, and I got a new job, and I'm driving for Lyft. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. Oh, really? Boy, yeah, you be so, yeah. Talk about lucky passengers. Oh, I am going to Baltimore to wow. get, get a Lyft. And I just want to say this about that. This film has done so much for me because I just watched it, and then I just had some scary things happen. 
but I had to have courage. And I was like, so glad that I watched this movie. You know, it just inspired me to take it, you know, to be courageous, to go where, you know, you wouldn't necessarily do this, but I'm having a great time. It's a blast. I have to say a a Lyft driver in Baltimore. That's uh, I would rather her drive a bobsled. (laughs) (laughs) I I think the bobsled would be safer. Yeah. Uh, I'm not that, saying that. I would love to be a 52 year old DoorDash woman was murdered four blocks <laughs> yeah, from me. You got to You got to And mm. Devin Harris, the guy who played Yule Brenner. Yeah. You know, he played well, the part he, of Yule Brenner. Right. He's doing these motivational speeches. Yeah, I see him on I Ted. Just watched him. And it's like, I'm Ooh, the actor or the real no, guy? The, the real the guy. guy. Oh. I'm fascinated. Not so much with movies. You know, you, we're, we're in a movie thing podcast and it's about movies. But the, the movies are Allegedly, about life, yeah. you know, and that's yeah. me. I'm about life. I'm about living and right. and what constitutes a, right. a real courageous. Uh, and this so took an hour and a half out of my life. That's a thumbs up oh, from you. It's this, tough, this film got, took an hour and a half out of my life. Mentioning life, I will say yeah. that that guy, Devin Harris, is such a motivational oh. speaker. He's the one that convinced that 52-year-old woman to become a DoorDash driver that was murdered five blocks from my house i think sean has a sean has a, an opinion on this new job <laughs> no i'm very no, supportive no, no, of anything no, no. anything I, my i'm wife making does. money i'm making money nice that's all i ask how's the life insurance that's all for love and i money. got life insurance too. there you go sean that's that's you're good are you gonna spin the wheel for next week and we don't need to it's sean I, we should do it for, so we should just do it no head. we're good we don't need to everyone's a director have any insurance i want people to be sad when i die be very sad john we'll we're gonna do a special show when you die oh we're all gonna be sad what movie would that be will you cry uh, as much as you did for tom what brady movie would that's interesting what i probably my name is nobody yeah what do you mean what movie like a movie you pick for your death what like yeah, yeah. what movie would we talk about oh. in, in memoriam for for sean oh wow well hopefully by then chapel street will be a movie yes <laughs> all right so sean you have next week we're not going to spin we don't need to you got I next, think it's next fun week's for sean to see his name go with spin up you already know the film yes do you want to do the spin just uh, we don't need to do the spin. Oh, Everybody Ralph, stop directing. Ralph, Ralph man, come on, lighten up, man. Don't make I me shut that block off. From 2022. What? But I didn't want it to be too new, so I'm going to do a film set in 2022. A science fiction Soil film. and Green. Uh, yes, don't say what it's made out of. <laughs> So you're going to do John, John, John uh, buried the lead or didn't bury the lead. What are you? Soylent Green? Yeah. Soylent Green. Charlton Heston? Being Edward G. Robinson? Yeah. Yeah. Edward G. Robinson. Yeah. You ever see the the SNL sketch? All the deleted scenes? No. I'd love to see that. Soylent Green. It's paper. It's paper. <laughs> well, that, that now, movie, I have a T-shirt that says "Soylent Green is People." That's a classic. Yeah. But here's the great thing about the movie, and why I decided to bring it because it is set in 2022. That's amazing so, to compare the world yeah. that we're living in now. That'll be to fun. Envision this this year back oh, in the be, day. I think right. I was 73 or 74, maybe. All right. Yes, yeah, so maybe 72. Do okay, they so- use dump trucks to? Put people in crowd control. Do they do well that in today? Baltimore? <laughs> Soylent Green. All right. Well, that's oh, great. That's so we'll great. do that next week. Ralph, that's an early seventies <laughs> movie. You got to be thrilled with that. Okay, I have it. I own it. I've seen oh, it. Oh, nice. I on Laserdisc. I have it on Laserdisc and Blu-ray. 
All right. So uh, I will. Wow, you got it. Okay, what is the most? I got a quiz for you. What's the most common phrase used here on this podcast? On our podcast? Uh, I'm the director. No. Oh. Hmm. I got it on LaserDisc. Oh, maybe. <laughs> that might be. That's a good thing. We got to keep it. That's why, uh, that's why uh, Archive 81 is amazing. It's equipment porn. I sit down, I'm like, oh, my God. It's equipment it's awesome. porn. Yeah, it's it's un- unbelievable. Check out the well, size that, of that VCR. The Beatles get back. That was, for me, was amazing guitar porn. Why is everybody like you compared these four tobogganers to the Beatles? I was watching the um, uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia podcast. I love that show. Those guys are comparing this. <laughs> Which That's Beatle hilarious. Are you? We the Can Beatles. Can I ask you a question? Ralph, speaking of the Beatles, have you ever watched a concert on the roof? No, no, don't need to. I because I, I I did. I watched the, the best end of that one. friggin' part of that movie. I did. I like the cops it. trying to break it up. That was my favorite. Wow, part. the Bobbies cool. or whatever they they're call going IMAX. You know, they're putting that concert. I know on they are. I know they are. So. So, uh, Chris, hopefully you can join us next week for Soylent Green. I would love to, but I happen to know that I am already booked. Okay. All right. So, Ralph, what Tell I can do is I can set up, up another camera and I could do something with my hair and I could represent Chris. What do you think? You never have to go a long way to get this. Maybe we'll get a Maybe we'll get another guest. Well, guess what? We have a special guest coming in next week to watch Soylent Green with us. No, he's dead. Who do we got? We'll find out. Yeah, we'll find out. Special guest. I'll find somebody for next week. Yeah. Yeah. So, because I like the four. The four is a nice, clean look. You know, it's like the Beatles. Oh, yeah, clean. We look like the Beatles. And there's a. (laughs) We look like the Jamaican Beatles. Except for for Yoko Ono over there. I don't know which one of you guys is. Which one would you be? Are you Ringo? I think I'd have to say I'm Ringo. Yeah. I would just sit there and just let everything go. I don't care. You guys fight about your song. Jesus, just tell me what to do. Yeah. Well, that's Sean fine. is Les Paul. Les Paul. <laughs> well, that's what would have made the Beatles better. That's what kind of guitar he wants to get. I saw wow. that. We saw it's that. a great yeah. guitar. Well, he got some cool run- winnings coming in. Yes. Uh, he got and that's money. why you have to go and do lift <laughs> on that, the side. Um, well, we're doing lift on the side. I'm trying to buy him this thing. What do you mean we? Are, are you driving too, or is it just Debbie? It's me. Huh. I'm trying to buy him this guitar. It's a 3000 $800 purchase. Oh, uh, we'll have to ask our Patreon. A lot of lifting. Pitch in. Why don't we, uh, we'll do a GoFundMe pitch. Can we go fund me for the guitar? What the hell? No. I got a, I told you that I have a streaming series. I don't want to say too much about it on the podcast, but they're shooting it. And I, and I'm just got to send my invoice in now. Well, and uh, get that guitar. Come on. Let's it's go. going to, it's going to be more than the guitar. But I want to, I want to uh, provide the guitar for Sean. Understood. Well, Very I think nice. my good friends at Pinnacle Peak and Sony Pictures will be providing the. Um, oh, geez, very nice! So many names you're going to drop in one shot. All right, your wife is going to provide it before they do. Ralph, great show tonight. Nice job get it tonight. The twentieth from them. <laughs> I told you not to do that, didn't I? No, I'm just I'm serious. Okay, what? what? Nothing. I thought Ralph did I don't a great like, job I don't on like, the show tonight. <laughs> I don't like you when he like does. When that. he says great show, or when he goes. I don't like when he does something else. So let's no, not. I'm just not, saying okay, it was great a show, great everybody. Show. Everybody, you did everybody a nice have a job. No, stop, stop. Everybody have a safe week. Chris, sorry you're not going to be here next week for Soylent Green. I know. I love that film. But uh, I think your kids should watch that one too. <laughs> I think they'll love that one. So uh, otherwise, I'll see you guys next week. Maybe we'll have a guest on. Maybe we won't. I'll try to. I'll try to get someone to come on. Okay, Tom um, Brady. Thanks for everything. Yeah. Yeah, Thank you. Bye, everybody. Have a great week. Goodbye, sweet prince.